You're listening to the Ogden Outdoor Adventure Show, produced by The Banyan Collective. Find more mind-blowing podcasts at thebanyancollective.com and on iTunes. The Ogden Outdoor Adventure Show, adventure for your ears. You haven't lived until you've heard the show Americans are talking about. The show that launches its listeners to the height of humanity. The audio hour that travels the landscape of adventure. The sound that comforts more than the clip of your first bolt. It's the Ogden Outdoor Adventure Show. Outdoor Adventure Summit the Airwaves. This is the Ogden Outdoor Adventure Show. I'm your host, R. Brandon Long. I'm with you for the next about 40 minutes or so. Across the seat for, from me here in Banyan 1 is Todd of the Top. Todders, good morning. Happy Mimosa Thursday. Is, is this going to be a new thing? I don't I think it should be a new thing. I mean, if you're if you're okay with that. For some reason, it feels better having these than our like third beer at 9.30. Well, I told him we have beers left over in the cooler from last night if you're really desperate. So. But this just seems to sound better. I bought, seven, they charged me $7 for those stemless plastic champagne glasses. Where'd you get them? Albertsons or whatever it's called now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they can charge whatever they, you want. Yeah. <laughs> they can charge whatever you want. Uh, all right. So uh, we have a fully loaded show today. Uh, we are again in Banyan One inside the Monarch in the heart of the Nine Rails Arts District. We have a weekly happy. Um, we have interview guests with Jeff Barber and Rod- Roger. What's your last name? Uh, Roger Palman. Roger Palman. Yep. Uh, with the Snow Basin Sports Education Foundation, who we will get to in just a minute. On the docket, including on the radar, in the news, uh, Brian had sold Bear Lake Monster Dock, Grand Canyon Slip, and oh man, it almost caught a death on camera with that thing. Uh, Backcountry responds. We'll give you some worth watching and a fully loaded worth watching, meaning we have the writers, the producer, the director, the filmers, the editors, the whole cast, crew, performers, performers of Dojo for the worth watching segment. Uh, give you something from Gear 30 and the weekly deal there. Also, quote of the week and outdoor jukebox. Uh, all this and more on Octave Outdoor Adventure Show episode 341 Dojo. So let's charge. <laughs> summits with the agility of a mountain goat, flashes routes faster than UPS, is more intimate in the mountains than Jake Gyllenhaal. He's Todd to the top. Just got a text during the drop that our dojo friends are here, but they couldn't get in. But you guys got in just fine. How'd you guys get in? Just uh, right through the front door. The front twenty fifth. The front door on twenty fifth. I'll okay. go check well, in just yeah. a second here. All right, I'm just gonna. Hey, text. I haven't checked the Banyan bank account recently. Did we? Did we buy Brian Head? We did. We. Uh, there's something I should tell you. Uh, <laughs> because I feel we should discuss these. <laughs> we things, should yeah. discuss these things beforehand. Because we've been talking about buying a resort, so. Um, that would be nice, but that's a little a little out of our. A budget for this year for this, for this year, year. Okay, yeah deal. uh maybe next year i do have a weekly happy uh what do you get when you go into the backcountry and you play some some music for bears um a little jungle boogie so uh, take a listen to to this right here we all love and know and love the song and this is the part of the podcast where you can watch it's the visual portion and they set up some cameras in the backcountry so bears can dance to Jungle Boogie. This is your weekly happy. 
the video is up on Ogden Outdoor Adventures Facebook page, so you can go onto the Facebook page and check out this video. Dancing Bears, if you need something to make you happy this week, Jungle Boogie. They really get down on those sketches. They do. Yeah. I could watch that all day. <laughs> <laughs> little Jungle Boogie. All right. What a fade out here. So joining us now in Banyan One, Jeff Barber and Roger with Snow Basin Sports Education Foundation. Thanks so much for popping in the trailer today. Uh, Jeff, what is your role with the foundation? So I'm, I'm a board member, uh, president of the board. You're the pres. President of yeah. the board of directors, yes. So All the big decisions go through. Well, you. they kind of go in my direction <laughs> once in a while. Yeah. So we're, we're a nonprofit organization, so we're made up of volunteers. We have employees who are coaches and executive directors and things like that, but the board itself are all volunteers, all community members. Some have parents of kids involved in the program, and mm -hmm. some are just outdoor sports enthusiasts who want to be involved in something like this. I didn't realize the nonprofit had been around for so long. Yeah, so the nonprofit uh, began in the 70s. Uh, ski team activity at Snow Basin goes back further than that, but this particular nonprofit has been around that long. And for a while, it was known as uh, the Ogden Valley Winter Sports Foundation. Mm -hmm. And last year, we changed it back to the original name, just gave it a better uh, better visibility and better rec recognition, especially when our athletes and coaches were traveling to different parts of the country. So Snow Basin is recognized around the country in, in winter sports, but Ogden Valley really doesn't have a lot of recognition. So we had to answer some unnecessary questions all the time, and our athletes yeah. were asked, where are you from, three or four times. Where, <clears throat> So we increased the recognition just by going back to our original name. So the, what is the... Um the vision behind the foundation um, ski team but also you mentioned before we jumped in here uh, community community relations sure. around winter sports sure so the, the foundation really wants to be and is a community resource founded around and operating around sports and mountain lifestyle it really has broader uh, a broader reach and a broader set of objectives than just ski racing ski racing is important Every major resort has a great ski team and puts a lot of effort into it, and it's visible. But in our case, we want to be involved with kids just learning how to ski from five years old all the way through as long as they want to be involved. We have pathways that lead to college racing and to uh, the U.S. ski team, but also non-competitive programs. So we call it Big Mountain mm -hmm. here, which is which would be kids skiing on a directed basis in a safe and an educational way with coaches, just like if you were training for racing, but it's not on a race course. It's mm -hmm. all over the ski area, inbounds, sometimes a little bit into the backcountry orientation. But it's it's for kids who really enjoy skiing, who want to be the best skiers on the hill, but they're really not interested in, in racing or competition. Although there is a competition element that exists in big mountain skiing, and we're branching into that as well. And really, mo most of the kids who ultimately who come into the program and continue in the program as they get older, they don't go into racing. So this big mountain program is really something for everybody. And the kid, this happens uh, typically throughout the school year, but I remember it was yourself or someone stat had a stat that related to how well they performed in school yeah. as a part of the team. Sure. So locally here, we have an interesting program out of Snowcrest Junior High. Uh, we call it our Winter Sports Academy. And it's where kids in seventh, eighth, and ninth grades, uh, for competitive athletes, 
um, enroll in that program and where Snow Basin allows them some latitude in when they can leave school for both daily training during the week and also for races. So that program has been in existence for 10 years. My son went through it for three years, so I have a really hands-on experience with it. And the interesting thing is, and it's a little bit counterintuitive at, at first pass, is that those kids have some of the highest grade point averages in the school. And that's been consistent hmm. over the 10 years. And I don't know of a single kid who's come through that program who hasn't done really well academically. And when you look beyond our little uh, Snowcrest program and you look at the NCAA, they do publish a statistic about all sports. And they array it across, uh, they separate it men and women, and they array it graphically uh, from highest to lowest across all sports. And ski racing for both men and women has the highest GPA in all sports. It's over 3.5, which is amazing considering most NCAA sports, the athletes just walk across campus to practice and train or compete, and that's not the case for ski racing. There's a lot of travel, and there's a lot of difficulty in, in finding venues. So those athletes are really challenged, but they're yeah. motivated. They come from a background of working hard, so they do really well in school. We see that at Snowcrest, and it translates all the way up. Roger, what's your role in the organization? So I am also a board member. Um, I started with the organization back when my kids were the five-year-olds that Jeff talked about um, and worked with the Saturday program that is co-opted through uh, Snow Basin Snow Sports, the, essentially the ski school. And so with you sports, if you're there long enough, they'll find a job for you. Um, so I am now. You just don't leave. <laughs> yeah, you don't, you don't leave. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I'm a willing member. Um, I, uh, my role with the board is, uh, is to try to make sure that we are getting the most out of the, the experience um, for everybody, for the parents, for the athletes, for uh, the coaches, um, for the community at large. I'm here today um, because we're, uh, we're throwing our big fundraiser for the year um, because it turns out that running a ski team is expensive. Yeah, you have to pay for it. Yeah, you know. As it turns out. As it turns out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, who knew? Um, they can't just wear the same pair of skis every year and yeah, just yep. race locally. So we've got kids, as Jeff mentioned, all over the place racing all throughout the Intermountain West, kids in Alaska, Montana, Jackson, all over the place. So. Our big fundraiser for the year um, is actually next Saturday, so the 16th of November, um, right here at the Monarch. Um, it's our winter welcome um, from 5.30 to 10.30 uh, in the evening. Roosters is catering for us, and um, uh, we'll have some beer from Roosters as well. Uh, we've got a, a John Draper uh, is bringing his duo. It's the Dusty Boxcars, Dusty Boxcars, excuse me, out of uh, Salt Lake. And we'll have a silent auction, live auction, things like that. Um, you can find it on our website at snowbasinskiteam.org. Uh, and then it's under the events tab. You can, if you're interested, you can sign up. Tickets are 40 bucks um, to come. It's a great dinner. It should be a great time. And the Monarch is, is learning very quickly how to host events. So yeah. uh, it's a great place to, to do that now. Yeah, well, absolutely. We, uh, we had a, a preseason ski swap here um, just in the the atrium space and it was it was a great time and uh yeah the crew at the monarch here has been really supportive of the team so we're thankful for them so did you guys race in your past how'd you get involved on the ski side so actually i didn't i was a nordic skier until i moved west a little bit late in life yeah. and became an alpine skier and 
took to it and I've lived in a mountain environment for a long time. I chose to move here from Truckee, California um, almost seven years ago. I, it was a lifestyle change for me uh, to live in a mountain environment like this on a full-time basis mm -hmm. and it's been it was a great move and my son started at the squat with the Squaw Valley ski team when he was real young uh, so I had that exposure to the biggest and the most productive ski team on earth, really. Mm. And then came here and, and found this team and program to be dialed in a little bit more to a, what I would call a, a more relaxed lifestyle here. And I think it's a better team. It's a better approach. Uh, we don't put a lot of pressure on the athletes, but we give them the exact same opportunity the big programs do without all the uh, uh, the challenges that go with being a huge program. When you... You, when you take that approach, how much do you see the kids uh, putting the, their own pressure on themselves? You know, that's that's a, a great question, and it ranges, and it ranges, and you see it in young kids sometimes, and you certainly see it in, in older kids. Mm -hmm. We have an interesting thing here where our um, uh, athletic director, who's also our highest level coach, he coaches our oldest kids, is a practicing sports psychologist. So... Mm -hmm. He, he puts he has a broad experience outside of skiing as well and, and sports psychologists in in sports like hockey and, and some areas of soccer have been prevalent for a long time and we're seeing it more and more in in uh, ski racing as well and it's tough you know a kid stands up at the top of the hill and looks down at the venue and they've got to launch into it and a lot of things go through their heads and having somebody on our in our program who's an expert at preparing kids in that area and and really looking at the kid as a whole. And that's really, you know, and I, and I said that our program is a lifestyle program. It really is. So, you know, whether you're ski racing or whether you're a big mountain program or any aspect of it, it's really a lifestyle sport. It's a little bit different than basketball or baseball, which are great sports, but they're not necessarily lifestyle sports. And when you get into one like this that you're going to be involved with with your family for probably forever, uh, the intensity can be a little higher higher the challenges of training and practicing are higher there's a cost involved so the whole lifestyle thing is important to us and having a sports psychologist in our program is pretty cool i was watching uh i watch a lot of sports and talk radio dan patrick show this morning russell wilson the quarterback for seattle seahawks was on there and is basically his best friend as a sports psychologist uh, he uses it daily essentially um, so what if there, you know, the parents out there listening to this podcast today want, want to get their kids involved? What's the process? So it would depend on where the, the child is or the kid is in, in the, on the skiing curve, so to speak. Uh, we really would rather see kids who are never ever, who've never skied, who can't get on and off the chairlift, uh, spend some time with their parents or in one of the pure ski school programs at Snow Basin. And then no matter the age, once they're a little more capable on the hill and capable of skiing with a group uh, of kids who all will move at the same pace, whether that's pretty low level or pretty high level, then they can engage if they're, say, under the age of 13 in the Devo or Snow Stars program at Snow Basin. Snow Stars is for five and six-year-olds, and then Devo is from seven through 12 to 13. And then they can go from there into our big mountain programs at any age. So our big mountain program has seven-year-olds, and it has 16-year-olds. Our racing program is tiered, and it's just like soccer. So U10, U12, U14, mm. U16, and it goes all the way up. So we really have something for pretty much everybody who can actually ski a little bit and get on and all, 
the lift. Mm -hmm. And the younger they start, typically the you know the quicker they mature in in the sport. And so we have plenty of kids like Rogers who started really young, and they're still young, but they're some of the best skiers on the hill. And you can spot them. You can ride the chairlift up yeah. and see kids free skiing, and you know they didn't learn to do that just by hanging around with their parents or their older brother. They learned yeah. that because they were having fun in a coach with a coached environment across a whole season or two. And that's the one thing we really focus on is, is a lot of fun. Absolutely, every one of our programs has to be fun. The kids have to enjoy it. They have to be doing it with friends they make in the group. They have to have a good coach who not only is a good skier and a good teacher, but a fun person who mm -hmm. they want to hang around with all day on a Saturday or a Sunday. And they have to be with kids who kind of move and groove in the same way that they do. So the whole environment that we try to create is fun, it's healthy, and it's engaging. So there's a fundraiser coming up soon. What was the date again? It's the 16th of November, next Saturday. Next Saturday. And then um, most, of, most of us in Ogden are, especially those, of, those who listen to the Ogden Outdoor Adventure Show, are very familiar with Banff. Uh, Banff comes through Ogden, tours through Ogden, is also a fundraiser for uh, the foundation, correct? Yes. So we, our funding comes from three sources, from sponsors who are absolutely critical for, for the existence, through tuition that every participant pays, and through these fundraisers. And we have three key fundraisers. The Winter Welcome, which Roger mentioned, is, is very important and very key. But probably the most known one that we have is the Banff Film Festival. This will be the 20th year oh, wow. for the Banff Film, Fe Film Festival. that's awesome. It's awesome. Uh, two years ago, we expanded it to three nights because mm -hmm. it does sell out every night. It had the, the two nights sold out every night, and now the third night uh, sells out as well. So that's a great event and it's been going on here so long some people don't even know it, that it's our foundation that does it um so we already actually have ticket sales are ongoing for it already for oh this really coming year. yes oh yeah you have to get on that because if you want good seats you can't wait till the end we found right. that out the hard way we, yeah. we have done that before we don't miss that we were That's on the front row miss. like oh, <laughs> <laughs> right oh, now interestingly fun. um roger mentioned our uh the auction the silent auction and live auction so each night at the Bam Film, Bam Film Festival, there's a, there are two boxes available. The boxes in the in the Egyptian Theater up above, and we auction those off. Mm. So if you have a business or a group that you want to come and sit privately and eat and drink and do whatever you want in there, pretty much, you can. You can buy those uh, boxes uh, through our auction, and, and our auction is online as well. And bring a party, bring a group, and have a good time. So for more information on the foundation, it's snowbasinskiteam.org, snowbasinskiteam.org. Um, season is going to kick off here soon. So Soon. Yeah. We, have, we have a van full of kids heading to Colorado today. Yeah, there's early really, training. They're yeah. training in Colorado. Wow. Early, in early training. Yeah. In Loveland. How, in in two God. weeks, yeah. uh, a big group of the team is, is heading to Sun Valley to train. And then as soon as Snow Basin opens, we train – uh, on the available runs, and then by the first week of December or so, the training is in full full swing. Uh, the second week of December, the younger kids' programs kick off and run all the way through March. Should mention that uh, the ski team and the races do benefit the community, benefits Weber County in a big financial way. Like you said the study brought in yeah. about a million dollars. So two years ago, Weber State, uh, two professors, an economic professor and an outdoor recreation professor, put together a prospective economic impact study done real-time live. This wasn't looking back at records. They were interviewing. They were collecting data as the season progressed. 
and they measured the economic impact of an entire race season and they found it to be $914,000 of mm. outside funding or outside economic impact came into Weber County just due to our just due to our the races that we host and that has nothing to do with our ongoing activity just our race season so uh, we knew it was good but we didn't know it was going to be that good yeah it's and not just good for the kids no, it's good for the community absolutely as well. yeah. absolutely and this year this coming year in 2020 we are going to host the US Alpine Junior National Championships which will be the biggest most high profile Alpine skiing event held in Utah since the Olympics, oh, wow. which is pretty cool. We've yeah. we've hosted high-end racing before, NCAA races and and all, but this will be the highest profile race. It'll be the best of the best of all Alpine ski racers under the age of 19. There'll be 200 athletes from all over the country, east to west, and their coaches and families coming in here for five days in uh, in February. So it's, it's going to be cool. Uh, we're looking forward to it. It's in direct conjunction with the U.S. ski team, and it's going to be exciting, and it's going to be a great step forward at Snow Basin, at Snow Basin to bring really high-end racing back here on a regular basis. Well, I wish you guys uh, good luck at the winter fundraiser, and very looking forward to seeing, like, bumping into you a little bit um, on the on the mountain up at Snow Basin. Great. Thanks. Absolutely. Thank yeah. you so much. Uh, Roger, Jeff, thank you so much. Right. Again, Sports uh, Snow Basin Sports Education Foundation. For more information, go to Snow Basin Ski Team dot org all right we have some on the docket and then um you guys there's donut holes and, and <laughs> orange juice and stuff so you know make yourself at home here in the trailer as you're as you're bumping out um on the docket it's the third annual ogden film festival this weekend at Piri's egyptian theater that is um the eighth and the ninth and then oh tonight I should mention it's the mayor's awards todd you're you're winning you're a winner I'm the big winner. Who's the big winner? <laughs> what you, the big winner? So you took home some hardware last year. What's the what different new uh, fresh so, new hardware? So last year we were we were honored for the media arts. So media like, arts. You and I were. We both yeah, got awards. The two of us. Yeah, yeah exactly. So this year is uh, arts advocacy. So I'm arts advocacy. What does happy that mean? To, to choose that. Uh, spreading the good word. Okay. You know, you know where I sort of reach into. Yeah. Um, and so, community wide, uh, obviously my involvement with uh, some of my outreach programs up at Weber State. So. So I'm. I'm hosting tonight the mayor's yeah, I just, awards. Yeah, I was reminded of that yesterday. I forgot that you, you asked that if I was going. Year. I said yeah. I'm hosting. Yes, yeah, so not only my going. Uh, should we have an inside joke? Like, is there something I should say? That, Maybe we come up with something that yeah. only you and I understand, and yes. we laugh hard, <laughs> hard. <laughs> and everybody else just stares. Exactly. Yeah. So that's tonight. It's sort of a semi-private event at the Union Station. Basically, uh, the winners and the winners' families are, and friends are invited to to be down there. Uh, the mayor, who, uh, who was reelected, re Caldwell, will be there and uh, give a little acceptance speech, probably. Yeah. Yeah. It's always good to see all of our friends. Yeah. Uh, coming up on, what's today? The 7th? So the 9th on Saturday, Fishtails and Ales. That's a fundraiser in Salt Lake at UNR Brewing. Um, Gear 30 Boutique opening on November 14th. That's from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m., meaning the boutique will be open in the morning instead of we, we did a little thing at night in past years. It's just open. Just come hang out with us. And then Dojo, our um, our fans, I don't know if they see them walking by out there, but that film, a film they are by... no doubt getting into trouble. In the yeah, I'm sure they are. Yeah. Film by Ride Local First will be at Piri's Egyptian Theater on November 15th. Um, uh, same night as your fundraiser, is that right? We're the 16th. 16th, 16th, next night. Sweet. Uh, Cup Hop August. So this is fun. The Cup Hop. I don't know this... I don't know if Nature Center did this last year, but the cup hop is you go buy you buy a twelve dollar coffee cup 
from one of these locations. Uh, the first location is on November 22nd at Harrison Grounds for Coffee from 7.30 a.m. to 10 a.m. And then you get a free cup of, of tea or coffee or hot chocolate or whatever you want. And um, it, from on that day, where well, you pay 12 bucks for the mug that you get to keep. And then there's multiple stops throughout December, November and December. So the next one's on December 3rd you, at Cafe Merc. And then there's one on December 12th at uh, Grounds on 25th Street. And then there's one at Coffee Links on December 20th. So it's kind of fun. You get a little coffee cup and you, you give some money to the Nature Center and you get to visit coffee places around town, which is kind of Maybe fun. Maybe we should do the same thing with like a beer mug. A beer mug, <laughs> yes, for Banyan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> we're, a, we're basically a nonprofit. Uh, then there's the Holiday Open House for the Nature Center is on December 7th. No, before you go, no, before you go into the backcountry, that is, um, so Weber State has teamed up this year with, with us. We're doing one no, before you go. Instead, Weber Outdoor Program was doing their own, and we were doing our own, so we're just hosting it together, bringing in Snow Basin and Powder Mountain to talk about um, their boundary policies and rules so that you know, because each of those mountains are different. Uh, and so if you're unfamiliar with why they're different or how they're different, uh, you're going to want to be at the No Before You Go. It's December 12th at Gear 30. It's free. It's free. Lucky Slice usually kicks in a bunch of, of, of pizza for us. And so that's from 7 to 9 p.m. on December 12th. No Before You Go at Gear 30. Um, and then Christmas is coming. Holy cow. It's that time of year. So there's a Christmas Eve celebration up at Snow Basin. If you're looking for You guys do that every year? Go up to Snow Basin and hang out for the Christmas Eve celebration? Oh, absolutely. I've been up there, yeah. 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 Santa Claus goes Santa Claus is there. Yeah, gives out candy canes to the kids. It's yeah. great. Yeah. Um, on the radar, on the radar, we talked about this last time, but um, just, want to, just want to let everybody know you've got time to grow the beard and the mustache because on June 20th next year, it's the 2020 Great American Beard and Mustache Championship at Snowbird. I like you giving everybody plenty of time. Plenty of... <laughs> don't say we didn't warn you. Yeah. You start growing it now. Grow it now for... Uh, and these competitions are no joke. No, this is serious, this is serious <laughs> stuff. Like, you have to come in full attire and you got to use the stuff in a your lot beard. Of these people and, have, they, they have characters. They yeah. like essentially are playing a part. So you asked earlier if we if Banyan made a purchase, we didn't. Uh, it was Colorado-based ski resort who purchased Brian Head. Mm, I don't know the terms of the deal. Burke Wilkin- Wilkerson, Brian Head's vice president, general manager, and chief financial officer, told KSL its announcement: the resort's new owner, Mountain Capital Partners, is who bought it. Mountain Capital Partners touted Brian Head, uh, located a little more than thirty miles northeast of Cedar City, for its near thirty. Foot annual snowpack, its proximity to Utah's national parks, and even how relatively close it is to Salt Lake City. Uh, anyway, under new ownership down there at the Bryan Head. So if that's your favorite resort, go say hi to the new owners, I guess. Uh, there's a new documentary out about the Bear Lake monster. Have you seen it? It's been called the Caribbean of the Rockies because of its stunning blue turquoise glow. This is Bear Lake, but of course. But yeah. despite like the quaint charm of the towns at its shores, or the fact that the lake attracts hundreds of thousands of visitors each year, there's a more sinister, sinister secret. Sinister secret. The <laughs> this preview is 22 minutes. The full film. It has a full film about this. The preview is 22 minutes on YouTube. Once the full film is 25 minutes. But maybe, yeah, yeah. Who knows? That's hilarious because the, the whole preview. Anyway, if you're into... Bear Lake Monster, and you want to learn more about it, there's, well, go watch the preview on YouTube. That's free. And then, yet, yeah, I think the full movie is on Amazon. I don't think they understand the idea of 
previews. Um, pre- yeah. Really okay, Roger, you'll be able to see this. This uh, this lady's gonna take a photo. This is of the Grand Canyon here, um, and watch the. She's taking a photo. The lady in, I think in blue. This is on Live Leak. Takes a step back to take a photo, and Darnier falls off the cliff. This is insane, right? Yeah. Isn't that wild? Like that's how you lose people. That is, I mean, that's how into the into the road right there. So, yes, yeah. <laughs> one tourist at a time, uh, a time. just <laughs> dropping off the cliffs down there. <laughs> yeah, so that's up online. If you want to see it, uh, listen. We, they should we, post that video on location. On location, right there. Yeah, reminder, they should have like, a little thing right, right there. Put the, put the fear um, and selfieers. Well, if you haven't heard, backcountry made a few mistakes. Um, this is, I have a note here. Let's see. My partners are the people trying to build the gondola from. Oh, they are. Same people. I didn't know that. Oh, how about that? Same people that Bob Ryan had are, are uh, in. Uh, I don't know if that's ever going to work, but it's the idea is that there's going to be a gondola in North Ogden. Well, they withdrew goes. the plan from the Forest Service, but they're still involved with Nordic Valley. Yeah, okay. Okay, those nice. people. So they do have some money. Um, okay, and then if that's good to know. Thanks. Uh, backcountry.com screwed up this week um, or their parent company did because they tried to they got caught they got caught essentially uh, suing everyone with the name backcountry in it and and then there was basically overnight 10,000 people started a boycott backcountry uh, Facebook page um, and it, it, industry bloggers quickly caught on and saw it and it became and so finally last night the CEO released because it was about six days in before the CEO or, or anyone posted a statement to so that everyone could read it. And uh, he posted it. He says, Dear Backcountry community, we heard your feedback and concerns and understand we fumbled in how we pursued trademark claims recently. We made a mistake in an attempt to protect the brand we have been building for near, nearly 25 years. We took certain actions that we now recognize were not consistent with our values and we truly apologize. It's important to note that we tried to resolve these trademark situations amicably and respectfully and we only took legal action as a last resort. That said, we know we mishandled this and we are withdrawing the Marquette backcountry action. Uh, in other words, Marquette had to close their doors because they can't afford to legally to fight with backcountry.com. Um, we will, they're a small shop in the back east somewhere. We'll also re-examine our broader approach to trademarks to ensure we are treating others in a way that is consistent with the culture and values envisioned by our founders and embraced by our community. We only want what's best for the whole community and we want every person and business in it to thrive. Backcountry has never been interested in owning the word backcountry or completely preventing anyone else from using it, but we clearly misjudge the impact of our actions. There's a really funny, uh, this statement is printed and then someone wrote some notes on it. That sort of, it's it's like to the opposite of, of what of what this person is saying. Um, uh, yeah, it, I think it's poorly written. I mean, at least they addressed it, but it's it's not very good look for backcountry. Um, this is the version of the the notes that are on here. Yeah, so um, like it says, we made a mistake. Like, oh, and sorry, we got caught. Um, consistent with our values, when small shops refuse to bend to our lawyers' threats. So you know, like that kind of. Note taking on here, like just reading between the lines. Um, so they, they withdrew the the Marquette backcountry action. And then this guy wrote, well, F all the other victims. Like, what about all the other victims? Are you going to withdraw all the other lawsuits? Or are you gonna so keep do they cast like mind? a huge net to just anything that used the word backcountry? Back yes. Because I can imagine going after groups that are actually riding on the coattails of the name recognition, right? Perhaps. I mean, perhaps there is a group that's doing that. Yeah, I, I think they went after 
groups using that name before they were even using it. Yeah, though. they tried. Yeah, 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 and then they like they had they didn't go after Backcountry Access because Backcountry Access had been around forever. But uh, anyway, they is it too late? I guess that's the question. Did Backcountry's CEO wait too long to to come out with something that I don't know, an apology or whatever? Did they lose their fans? I think it's a dent in their business no matter what. But we shall see. Backcountry. Uh, yeah, we only remember things for so long. For so. like 20 minutes. Give a little yeah. bit of time. <laughs> like a gnat. Like a gnat. Like like yeah. What, what were we talking about? <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah. Something shiny. It's, a, it's the Ogden Outdoor Adventure Show. Yeah. yeah, that's it. All right, where's our dojo, friends? We'll give you something worth watching. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. It's a pleasure. I saw Chase uh, Birch nice pe- yeah, peeked okay. his head around. Um, we have a new film, Dojo, coming out. Um, Dojo is the second iteration, a film by Ride Local First. I have a, uh, we'll play a little something here. This is like a preview kind of a thing. Lucky Slice presents Dojo, a film by Ride Local First. Dojo, uh, Go ahead and put these headphones uh, master, on. Master, uh, In snowboarding, Master is mountain or deep powder snow uh, sometimes we fail in deep powder snow but uh, many many things things we learned from master mountain and this is the uh, preview dojo filmed by ride local first this video is up on the uh, facebook page event page for it it sounds, it sounds good in my ear. It sounds good in your earball, huh? Yeah. You That's should see it. It looks even better. <laughs> now we're rocking with some scenes from Ogden. Well, snap. Chase, you're on your sailboat out there. All right, so we have uh, we have four repre- representatives here from Dojo uh, in Banyan One. The film is is being released here at Piers Egyptian Theater on the 15th. Tickets are on sale right now. Um, how much are tickets? Eight dollars. <laughs> Eight bucks. Eight bucks. It's like a regular movie. That's we wanted to like keep it below. 100. Yeah, we wanted to keep it less than going to the movies. Okay. So, a box. Uh, get your tickets. And then, uh, pro tip, uh, you should buy a beer while you're there, right? Or lots. We're trying to break the record. That's kind of the, That's the unofficial. low-key thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Low we're going to break the record. Uh, for beer sales at uh, during a venue. A yeah. Beer okay. Currently, it's a snowmobile premiere. We're going to oh, take the reins. can drink. <laughs> <laughs> Just wait. Any, any of our listeners show up, we'll be all right. We'll be all right. Brandon shows up, we're going to be all right. <laughs> we might be there. All right, so we have Cody Lee, Tristan Sadler, who just went somewhere, uh, Chase Birch, Micah Anderson with Dojo in the Banyan one here. Uh, feel free to jump up and grab. We have some donut holes and some mimosas we brought for uh, – because we're classy. We went stemless, you know, Ooh. just so you know. Yeah. Uh, all right, so welcome back, you guys. Uh, two years ago, you or three years ago, 
three years ago. Uh, released Ride Local first. The the so what changed? Uh, a lot, of, a lot changed. Yeah, a lot changed. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Yeah, we uh, kind of just went on a hiatus for a year or two afterwards, just to snowboard for the sake of just snowboarding because filming is a lot of work. So I think we all needed like some decompression just to get back to just riding for the sake of it. And, uh, and with that, I think we each kind of like since ride local first have developed a little bit of our own styles of snowboarding. Like I think during ride local first, we were all like pretty cohesive as a group of what we wanted to do. We were all kind of riding the same stuff and with the same mentality, but I think we've all kind of matured a little bit in our own ways when it comes to snowboarding and that, and that that kind of sense of what we want to ride I think that has maybe changed and that's one thing that I think we are representing in this new film is that we're showing the different styles that we've all kind of kind of developed since then and it's fun to see it's, it's what's your style Chase um my style how much do we want to give away here <laughs> <laughs> I think my style's uh I don't know how you define it. Ooh, I, surfy. Yes. Okay. Surfing the earth. Yeah. Surfing the earth. Surfy. Yeah. Yeah. I just like turning and just riding. Uh, Micah, where were you three years ago? I was in Colorado. In Colorado. That's so. a, you got to get a little closer. You on guys that, got a girl. So good job. We no, got I'm a girl. Kidding. We got a girl. <laughs> we got uh, one introduce, <laughs> introducing Micah Anderson. So yeah. So uh, when when did you get involved in the filming process and how did that come about? Um, it came about last fall when you guys were, well, these guys were meeting about the new movie coming up and I wanted to be involved, so they were nice enough to let me be a part of it, which was good. You had to accept yeah. new blood, which guy yeah. or girl is is a new, th is a thing, right? Yeah. Be accepted into the wolf pack. Yeah. <laughs> Should we talk about the initiation? <laughs> we can't speak about the initiation. <laughs> speak about the initiation. <laughs> uh, maybe like off mic. Yeah. yeah. We can talk about that. <laughs> uh, Tristan. I'm, I'm you have to leave. Well, tell me real quick, yeah. real fast. Throw that mic onto you. Yeah. You you are the editor this year, where you were not of the first yeah. one. Yeah. How? Yeah. What happened? What happened? Yeah. How did that? Why is that? Brian left. Brian left. Us. <laughs> he took one for the team. Okay. All right. Brian well, say no longer wants to be our friend. He's, yeah. I don't believe that for a second. <laughs> he was like, but. "You guys screw you." Figure out he had some serious crew drama. It was like a. We could make kind Crude of an expose movie the about the whole thing. Like Motley Crue, yeah, only, yeah. yeah, Ride Local First. Right now yeah. we're at. Yeah. Well, listen, not everybody, yeah. you know, is able to roll with fame yeah. as, right, hum right. as humbly as you guys are it's able to. It's a classic to. sequel yeah. story, you know? <laughs> yeah. Right I now, get it. I'm currently not talking to him. Okay, good, good. <laughs> I did just pick him up. In about five minutes, though? Okay. Yeah, no, yeah. but unfortunately, I have to leave. I have... Uh, we have things. To That's okay. To These out. guys are going to totally yeah. talk for you then. That's perfect. Okay. Well, it's I, good to see uh, you. Do you want to take anything with you? Uh, no, I'm all right. All right. I'm, I have to drive down to Salt Lake. Okay. Right all right. Good to see you for two seconds. Okay. Love you. All right. Love you more. Bye. Okay. Well, Tristan's Bye, like Tristan. did all the editing, right? Mm-hmm. Like all the editing. Oh, still doing it. Still doing it. Okay. Yeah, Wait, the film is, is very <laughs> short. Oh, okay. I he got was it. a caveman for at least two months. Yeah. yeah. He just locks himself in his basement or somewhere and- Yep. <laughs> like I like to say that explains the look, but he always looks like that. <laughs> I think the beard grew at least an inch since he started editing, yeah. so that's fair. <laughs> okay, so the first film uh, focused definitely on Ogden, right? Local first. This film, uh, you stretch the boundaries a little bit, like to Japan, like overseas, like you've you've gone some places. 
Yeah, it's like ride local first, ride Japan second. It's kind of the that was like the joke all year. Okay, that's across the bottom. That's across the bottom. <laughs> it's a fine trend. And it's I think Japan's trend. okay with that. They're they're like, yeah, okay, uh, we'll take it, right? Oh yeah. 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 It was cool. Um, so this one is still like ninety percent filmed in Ogden. I'd say, close to. Yeah. Something around there. There's a little bit around like Logan. Um, maybe, yeah, like maybe one shot from Salt Lake City, but. Most of the film is right in our own backyard with uh, a slight detour across the pond. And the talent is mostly local, correct? Yeah, I think everybody in the film, except for, yeah, one or two, one or two people are uh, Utah based. Utah slash Ogden, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. For sure. Okay, so uh, we watched, we were at Slackwater the other night and we watched the one that was three years ago it was really good i, f- I forget like how good it was, it was. really good i think yeah. we forget too yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh are you are you hyped with expectations now that's something i think is that is tricky is uh i mean we we as a group thought about that too and that movie was i mean bryden did such an amazing job on that film and and i think we all understand that coming into making the second film we're not trying to like make a ride local first two we're not trying to like one up that it's really a different project um involving a lot of the same people and maybe carrying forward some of the some of kind of what we learned through that process but uh yeah there is there is this question of like man like you know when it comes to like regular movies the sequels are never as good as like like dumb and dumber 2 what a disappointment yeah. dude like it yeah, was but, so bad but yeah, but you have Anchorman em, em, empire Not strikes good. back though so yeah okay so there's like you know there's George a couple Luke, okay. yeah George but Luke that's really the best way to move on from any first thing is to do a second thing yeah you know what i mean and so uh, hopefully those expectations didn't slow things down too much no not really but yeah yeah i think we just really felt like we wanted to continue to create um but it's very clear moving forward that this is not like a yeah not supposed Wait, to be this, a sequel. Is this the this is the art piece then? It's a creation, and then we can either like it or not. Yeah, it's it's interpretive. Inter- <laughs> That's exactly right. Actually, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. no, what Chase said is perfect. We didn't want to do ride local first two. Okay. It's not just another snowboard movie, just more tricks. We wanted to do something a little bit different, and it's definitely more of a creative idea. Um, that and Chase came up with like a year and a half ago or two years ago. Mm. Yeah. And it's not called Ride Local First 2. It's called Dojo. Yeah. Presented by Ride similar Local. crew. Yeah. 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 Uh, who You have some sponsors, though. Who are some of the people who are helping you uh, put this, this whole show together? Um, Lucky Slice is a big one. Um, they are presenting the film. Um, aside from Lucky Slice, we've got... Uh, We've got support from some local resorts. Snow Basin has been good to us. Um, Powder Mountain is always amazing. Very supportive of anything we want to do. They're pretty much just like at the drop of a hat. Like, yeah, let's make it happen. Yeah, they're always, let's do it. Yeah, they're, they're so down. And that's really nice to have um, because it takes a community to do things like this. And uh, so it's nice to have those community partners like, you know, Lucky Slice, Powder Mountain, Snow Basin. But um, then also we have supporting um, each of us individually have support supporting brands within snowboarding that are kind of um backing our own individual riding and that come together to support the project too 
Yeah. And it's pretty sweet because our uh, our sponsor list is pretty much like made up of uh, these brands that have helped support us and they're really just hooking it up for the premiere. So we have an insane product giveaway for the premiere. And if anyone was at the first movie, that one was really good and I think this one will be just as good if not better. Um, as far as swag know, giveaway or the movie itself? Hopefully both, right? Hopefully both. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, so really that's like the, the cool thing is they're donating a bunch of product just to make sure our premiere is like top notch and yeah. we put on a good show for the locals. So yeah. Um, yeah. We, so Todd and I go to, we were talking to uh, the snow basin sports education foundation earlier and uh, they bring Banff in every year and they do a, they do a raffle and we go every year and neither one of us e- has ever won <laughs> ever. I'm terrible raffle. at raffles. I know Same. I'm terrible at raffles, but what you're saying is we, we have a chance here at the ride local. We're saying there's dojo. a chance. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Got yeah. it. Got it. So, <laughs> did you? So you said this is a little bit of your vision, Chase. So, did you have uh, a vision of what you wanted the film to look like, or is this just like we're going to go ride and film it and see what happens? Um, no, there's definitely a vision beforehand going into it, and that's something that I think Cody and I were very clear on is that we didn't want to just like just start filming snowboarding and then try to piece it together into something we wanted to have some intention going into the project um so that there was a little bit of structure and and i yeah i think you have to have a vision to get a a better end goal so we definitely were intentional about what we were trying to make on this one so not that we weren't on the last one but this one definitely was more the the last one it felt like just go film (laughs) snowboarding every single day yeah You'll find which something is good. really stressful because you're like you trying to make it happen every day. Yeah. And this one was like on the good days we were getting after it. But a lot of the time it was like, yeah, this isn't really productive towards the movie. So we don't need to waste our time getting the camera out today. Let's just make sure we're getting after it when it's good. And yeah, being intentional about what we want to film mm-hmm. for each particular section. And it ended up making it much easier to make the final product yeah so you guys have a new editor this time around but that being said i'm sure you learned a lot from the previous film that helped on this one yeah 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 absolutely uh the big one i think is just learning the process the process of of filming especially snowboarding you know filming in in like an urban setting where things are controlled is like one thing but filming snowboarding and like being in the mountains and especially in the backcountry, one is difficult just by itself but then when you incorporate the whole aspect of bringing a camera and staging the shots and figuring out where the best angle is going to be out, this is staged i mean not staged but like but <laughs> it's all fake show more emotion CGI. we need you to show more emotion yeah. 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 cut cut <laughs> i don't feel that that hurt makeup makeup yeah. <laughs> oh okay yeah okay. but that whole production aspect of it of like not only the writing but then 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 the added layer of where does the cameraman go? How can you communicate? Like radios was a big thing this time around. Whereas last time we would just yell at each other from like the top of the mountain. <laughs> oh, about to drop. And we're like, okay. Oh, yeah. You still yeah, we're like, pro now. We got radios. Yeah. So we're we like, okay. Radio. You know, blah, 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 yeah. blah, so. so it's two seasons, one season. How long did it take you film? This was pretty much filmed in one season, but we did film. I mean, we're calling it a two year project because there's a handful of, of the clips and shots that came from, uh, two years ago. But, the bulk of it was done this year, this last winter, which was a great winter. And how much do you let 
um, the industry films influence what you want it, this to look like? Uh, I think, well, that's a good question. I think we each have our own approach to that. I really, this sounds funny, but I try not to watch snowboarding films too much because I feel like it, it, I don't, I don't want it to taint my vision too much of like what I want to create. I want, I like the, I like just having like my own thing that's not influenced by anything else. But Cody is like on the other end of the spectrum. You're, he's very like knowledgeable and like. Micah and I are more like snowboard nerds about videos and we pretty much this is watch, what you guys do at night yeah we pretty much watch every <laughs> snowboard movie yeah um but i think it helps because what my goal was is i didn't want to make a movie that just got lost in the the online like oh i watched it one time and then mm-hmm. you like i don't go back and watch a whole lot of movies multiple times there's a few that stand out but i just didn't want ours to be mm-hmm. lost in that same mix yeah no that's hard and then but this is uh you don't even have the original out anywhere right like you have to buy that yeah hard copy only Mm -hmm. hard copy is that going to be the same with this with dojo yeah that's the idea okay and we do that because we i mean the the idea behind that is that things when films go online we feel like the lifespan of those are just like 24 to 48 hours and they just die you know it's just whatever happens right at that release yeah that's all you Mm -hmm. get and and we really I think enjoy the idea of creating experiences for people and like so by having hard copy only it kind of makes people come together and like gather around in a living room and like have a have like this experience with each other in the same room kind of like create some human connection and so old school only VHS only (laughs) yeah VHS yeah that's maybe the next video yeah, VHS. Yeah, we're also oh, going to be selling some VHS players at the premiere, yeah. so... <laughs> it's a package. It's part of the monopoly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I love it. Well, um, I'm looking forward to it. It's coming up very soon, so is it next Saturday already? I guess the 15th? Next Friday. Next, next Friday. Friday, I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I keep getting my days mixed up. Okay, so next Friday, Dojo, a film by Ride Local First. Eight box. Eight box at Pure Egyptian Theater. Break the record for beer sales, so come thirsty. Uh, do not pregame. Uh, do it all at Peary's Egyptian Theater. <laughs> we don't we don't get any cut of that. That's purely for the record. That's, that's for just the, yeah. That's just for you know. And you're you're apparently not taking in YouTube bucks, so you oh, know no. this is just mm-hmm. if you want to support local uh, filmmakers, local writing, show up to this this film. Do you guys have anything you weren't ready for, or something you wanted to um, film for the last film that didn't make it? Any sort of idea that you just simply mm-hmm. weren't ready for until this second one. Sometimes you just grow as filmmakers and snowboarders, and you're just ready for that next level. <laughs> Mike is pushing the mic away. I wasn't in the first <laughs> one. So. Oh, I mean, even anything for this one. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely always going to be something that gets away from you that you're like, oh, I could have done this better, or I could have done that better, or I wish I hit this or that or did this line. But end of the day, you just got to give your all when you do have the opportunity to go for things. And just bringing um, you on for this one, that's significant. Yeah, yeah, that's a win. I moved to Utah, so I guess that counts, right? For the film, I think. Is <laughs> just, what... just for this. <laughs> Back to Colorado. He bribed me with a puppy, you know? Yeah. Couldn't say Oh, that. well, it's a cute puppy. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I would say that uh, some of the bigger objectives, like at Snow Basin, we, in Ride Local First, we sort of touched on that, but... Um, Whoa, I can't do that. <laughs> uh, 
yeah, in Radical First, we sort of touched on it, but in Dojo, we were much better prepared for taking down, like, these harder-to-hit to lines throughout Snow Basin. So, like, some of the stuff on Mount Ogden or, I don't know, just the, the ones that are difficult to get first tracks on in general, we were able to do that and have cameras set up in multiple angles to actually film it. So What scared you? Mm-hmm. Anything? Uh, yeah. Oh, actually, what scared me the most was when Micah did one of the finger shoots, and there's like a 20-foot cornice, because three of the four lines had already been ridden, and like the gnarliest, hairiest one was left unridden, and I was like, if you want to go for it, this is the one, but it was a huge cornice, and there was a big black uh, bomb hole, because patrol tried to like blow it up. Yeah, that was the scariest for me is just watching her try to do that one. And then the whole time when I was standing there getting ready to drop in, I just pictured Indiana Jones and the cornice just breaking off and being the giant ball <laughs> following me down the whole shoot. So <laughs> it's a little nerve wracking, but it didn't break. I'm alive. Would have made for a killer shot, though. <laughs> yeah, it would have been a, for filming. It would have been amazing. <laughs> uh, Chase, you, you run into a dangerous situation on the mountain this last film session. Uh, it was pretty safe this last year. I, yeah, spent a, we spent a lot of time in the backcountry, and um, mm. it was a really good year as far as snow safety goes. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's definitely still some boxes that are unchecked for me. Some things Same that here. got away oh, from yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, I stood at the top of a few things and decided to walk away, which was hard, knowing that we were filming this movie. But uh, interesting, there will be a. There will be more opportunities. So, so there's a third coming. No, I'm not saying that. Yeah. But <laughs> more so, just some of those times are like, it's really difficult to set that up with the camera, and some days things line up, and it's just you, mm. and you might as well just go for it. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, you have your friends there, but you're not lugging around the, you know, the 20 pound camera bag, just by chance. Well, that was the whole um, discussion around, you know, Alex Honnold and, and Free Solo. It's like. Are you doing this for the cameras? Are you, you know, how do you make yeah. those decisions in the backcountry? Are you doing this because you're filming this for this, or, or are you keeping safety yeah. in mind? And and that was like honestly, that that's actually a really good point to touch on. Is the whole time in Japan that was uh, the back and forth for us? Is you know we all went to Japan on our own dime just to have fun, but we also wanted to bring back some shots and make a section in the movie. So we were on this like we were just on this balance beam of like, are we just having fun or are we being serious and trying to get shots? And it was really tough the whole time to, you know, find a good middle ground. Yeah. But overall, like I think for the entire movie for throughout the season, we did a pretty good job about balancing that like fun day versus film day. Yeah. We had to keep the soul of just snowboarding. That's really what it comes down to is that, we are we are snowboarders and we want to share this these projects to inspire other people to do the same thing but uh in order to have fuel in the tank we have to like you have to snowboard and just do it for yourself and it's true a lot of those times you don't get to capture everything Mm. on film like there are things that happened this last year that aren't in the movie only you know yeah Mm -hmm. which is sometimes good keep (laughs) some uh keep some under wraps so i'm really proud of you guys (laughs) thanks this is gonna be awesome it's gonna be so fun I think it's going to be a good time. Right on. Yeah. So uh, Chase, Cody, Micah, I guess Tristan. I don't know. He came in for two seconds to say hi. He made a <laughs> he's here cameo. Yeah. Tristan, yeah, he's he's going to finalize our DVDs. Oh, we okay. had some issues with him. So he's going to – he's 
taking the reins. He's such a champ, and he's uh, driving down to like Murray to go and fix them. So, yeah. yeah. So, so premier. He's, he's saving the day. Yes, saving seriously. The day. <laughs> right on. Uh, again, premieres Friday, November fifteenth. Dojo, filmed by Ride Local first. Here's Gypsum Theater, eight bucks, and buy all the beer there. Uh, doors open at I don't know six. Six, yeah. Six. Doors open at six, and uh, I think we can start pregame at six oh one. Well, <laughs> there's going to be some benefits to those who get there oh, early. Nice. So yeah, okay. should we plug that? Yeah. So the first hundred people that get there are getting a I think it's a midweek half off ticket at Snow Basin. And then there's going to be another one. And then every person in the door, Powder Mountain, is hooking up with uh, a mid, I think a similar, di- it's a midweek. Is it half off or is it two for one? Mm. It's, it's something in the half off or two for one realm, but, <laughs> but everybody in nice. the door is going to, everybody in the door is getting a Powder Mountain uh, midweek hookup deal and then, and then the Snow Basin one for the first hundred. Plus we've got, as Cody touched on earlier, a huge allotment of raffle product um, that we're being given by our sponsors so uh it's a good chance to walk away with some sweet gear from the night so yeah and the the first movie sold out relatively early so we're really trying to push people to get their tickets ahead of time especially those who are like who are listening and know about it or have heard about it i would not suggest waiting to get your ticket um the easiest and best option is just to go to the box office downtown on 24th and or Washington. you can call them too when they're open and they're mm. great over yeah. the phone yeah mm-hmm. and so you can just get your ticket that way and you save on the the smith ticks convenience fee which is conveniently 250 a ticket <laughs> like 250 <laughs> it sucks no, yeah so you can get them online they're 1095 online kind of it's a bummer but yeah, yeah. eight bucks right at, at perry's egyptian at perry's. Yeah. go ahead on down there all right thanks you guys uh looking forward to it yeah thanks for having us um, on Ogden Outdoor Adventure uh, presents a little Gear 30 segment. So you can use the OOA code at checkout and save 12%. We should see if that's still going, but uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll click that. We'll click that on. Reminder to ourselves. Uh, save 12% on your purchase. This week's weekly deals. Are we hats and beanies this week? Pretty sure. All hats and beanies. All hats and beanies are up to at least 15% off, maybe even more. And then outside of that, if you use promo code OOA at checkout, you'll save 12% on your purchase um also uh, in the news for uh, gear 30 segment prima loft is they're doing no more baked insulation so prima loft is doing a, a redesigning their manufacturing process and we'll see what that turns out like i'm a huge fan of of prima loft stuff so if you're interested they're no longer no longer baking their goods i don't know what that means i don't really understand yeah i don't know uh you can listen to more daily gear uh uh, on the Gear 30 podcast, yesterday we dove into the kerfuffle surrounding backcountry.com and what in the hell is going on there. So if you want to listen to that, that is up at uh, Gear. Just search the Gear 30 podcast on iTunes for more. This week's quote of the week, a man wrapped up in himself makes a very small bundle. That is from ben, Benny Franklin. A man wrapped up in himself makes a very small bundle. Um, thank you to Banyan One here at the Monarch for powering today's 341st episode of the Ogden Outdoor Adventure Show. Look for us on Facebook, Instagram, iTunes, Spotify, all the places. Uh, go to the BanyanCollective.com to find show notes with links to all the things, including our weekly happy. That's up at actually Ogden Outdoor Adventure Facebook page. Chat with us on Twitter if you um, have a guest or a question or whatever. At Ogden Adventure at Banyan Podcast. Todd, do you have anything else? I had somebody 
you'll probably laugh at this. I had somebody actually ask about 339 the other day. 339? The episode, the Phantom episode. Oh, no, they did not. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. The that's oh, no. Okay. Oh, we're going to have to post it. Yeah, we recorded it and didn't post it. It was like, whatever happened to 339? Well, we, were, we were talking about that, but somebody did actually ask about it. They really did happened. ask about it. Yep. Okay. Uh, yeah, we'll never know. It's, <laughs> we'll never know. Uh, all right. This week's outdoor jukebox. Uh, I need never get old. I need never get old. Nathaniel Rateliff and the night sweats, as John Muir would say. The mountains are calling, and we must go. Let's go. Come on and mean it to me. 